0: Game begin
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the spoiler warning podcast This is review number 700 with our double feature review of Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I'm Christopher Snazy,
0: And I'm Stephen Miller
1: and if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, it is our 700th episode. A long time ago, in you know, a time, in the before times, we had a 600th episode, and you know we hadn't really planned ahead of time on what we were going to do, and we decided as a lark. We would take that 600th episode and we would uh, review a double feature of uh, kids films where Stephen and I had both not seen the original installment and we figured we're just going to go back, rent the original, come back, uh, watch the new one, which at that time, that that must have been the beginning of the pandemic. And that one was like one of the first big streaming at home ones that you could watch. Um, and then we did that double double feature review, and we had fun um, this time around for the seven hundredth episode We also hadn 't planned ahead, but we were like, "Hey." 700th, looking at the release calendar, the second Sonic the Hedgehog film. Why, why don't we just do a re- retread of what we did with the Trolls films? And uh, I,
0: I think we planned it live on air, though I don't remember if you cut it out of the end of the episode or not. Uh, well,
1: uh, <laughs> truth be told, I haven't yet cut it out of the end of the episode because mm. I haven't edited the 699th episode yet. Um, just because I was moving and traveling. Uh, but yeah, we got all kinds of things going on. Um, I am recording from a new location for the first time to celebrate the 700th episode. 700 has two zeros. The zeros are like rings. And the rings are significant to Sonic. So, you know, <laughs> there's just all kinds of things that we are doing, Steven. We're drinking out of pint glasses that uh, are rings as well. I mean, just the, the the things that we have lined up to make this thing last is just, I mean, can't even can't even be numbered.
0: Fantastic. (laughs)
1: Um, But yeah, I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, what is your history with the the franchise?
0: Well, I'll I'll get into that. But before I get into Sonic, uh, in honor of episode 700, I wanted us to play a little game, which is an idea that I had about one hour ago and made Chris delay recording so I could frantically put this together. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Great. Are you up... Are you up for a spoiler warning game?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm always up. Uh, I wish there were more people <laughs> so that I could mm-hmm. not fail horribly at the spoiler
0: warning <laughs> game. It, it's okay. I, d- I don't know if I would succeed at it either, but I tried. Okay, so basically every morning for a while I've been playing a bunch of things like Wordle, Cordle, uh Frame.io, and one of them is called the Box Office Game where you know. get clues... <laughs> about movies opening in a given weekend you can kind of pay for clues and then in the end you have to name that movie now i thought it would be fun to do something kind of similar for the spoiler warning but what i've done instead is i'm going to give you a little information about the movie the episode number the date we recorded it what we both rated it and i have a clip from the episode and (laughs) okay you are going to tell me what movie we were talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I assume that these clips, uh because you only came up with it a little while ago, these clips aren't exactly hand chosen. <laughs> so it could uh, literally be anything.
0: They are somewhat hand chosen. Okay. Um but yeah, not with the not with the care and delicacy that I maybe would have <laughs> would have liked had I had the idea more than an hour ago. Um, All right. Uh <laughs> how many of these are we trying to do? <laughs> We'll see. Uh, We'll see what your stamina is, uh, and how and how fast they go. Uh, I created like more than we will use, probably. Okay. All right. Now I have just randomized the order, so some of them are going to be from like a few months ago. Some of them are going to be from years ago. Uh, I no longer know what the order is going to be. So the first one. (laughs) All right. Uh, actually, we'll, we'll start with an easier one. We'll start with one that was relatively recent that might give you like a, a good shot at like remembering <laughs> the review. Um, Stephen,
1: time has just completely <laughs> changed
0: in the world. All right. We are going to start with episode 649 of the Spoiler Warning podcast. Uh, this is January 12th, 2021 that we released it. Okay. So the beginning of last year. Uh, you and I both gave it a must-avoid on the podcast. It was a double must-avoid review. Man, and...
1: This <laughs> should make it easy.
0: <laughs> exactly, a double must-avoid. You would think that would be relatively easy. But let's see if I can cue the audio for this clip. I'm going must-avoid. It's a bad movie. <laughs> At the end. Yeah, Um
1: must avoid for me as well um there is not a reason to uh see this film not even in like a it's so bad it's good sort of way you should just not watch it and uh probably not watch the third or fourth installments that are supposed to come out as well (laughs) the 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 crazy thing is this clip is so misleading because like what is there that has third and fourth installments um that isn't like A Star Wars or a Spider's Man, which obviously... I
0: mean, it should be specific enough to give it away.
1: I feel like... But I'm trying to remember something that I hated. I feel like it could be one of those Amazon Prime horror films, but I don't know if the timing works out there. But that's my closest (laughs) guest?
0: All right. That is incorrect. Uh, The answer is Wonder Woman 1984. (laughs) Wonder Woman 1984. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, all right. There you go. All right. Uh, this next one is episode 577. Uh, this is November 13th, 2019. You gave it a recommend with a caveat. I gave it a must-see. Hmm. And the clip goes a little something like this. So here's the thing about this film. I don't
1: think I liked it, <laughs> but I sure as hell enjoyed watching it. <laughs>
0: all right can you name that movie i know this is a hard challenge i'm realizing now as i play this
1: (laughs) this is a very difficult challenge (laughs) um so you 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 gave it a must see Mm -hmm. i didn't know if i liked it or not
0: right you gave it a recommend with caveat but you don't know if you liked it but you had a damn good time watching it. I have no clue. <laughs> uh, that was The Lighthouse by Robert Eggers, uh, okay. in honor of the Northmen coming up uh, coming up pretty soon. All right, let's see if we can get one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll, that'll make you feel better. I'm going to do a couple that I pulled special for you, so I feel like you're going to remember these. I, f- I feel like you will just by virtue of a... <laughs> What the films mean to you. Uh, let's do episode 419. Uh, this was July 19th, 2016. You and I both gave this movie a must-see, uh, an easy must-see for episode 419. And the clip goes like this. And the highs of this movie are so high that I... I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say. It, Whatever they wanted to do, they did a really damn good job of it. Chris, how did you feel? (laughs) Uh, Well, I felt...
1: No, I'm just kidding. Um, So, uh, the real question that everybody definitely wants to know is whether Carson's prediction is true. Whether this is a film that was right up my alley. Um, And uh, to that, I will say that this was (laughs) immensely up my alley. I feel like the sound clip that otherwise would have been edited out has to be the the key there. There, I mean, there, there's two things that I that I would guess, but I'm forgetting the years. But I have to say, this is probably Swiss Army Man.
0: Uh, that was Swiss Army Man. We yeah. we got one.
1: It was either that or the one I love, based on the Carson piece. But I was like, I guess that sound effect was supposed to be a farting corpse.
0: <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, episode four hundred and ninety eight. So the year is 2018. Uh, It's April 18th, 2018. This is a movie that I gave a wait for rental. You gave a recommend with a caveat, but you did like it substantially more than I did. And we can listen to the clip. It has nice moments. I, I I get what you like about it. I like those things about it, too. I enjoyed enjoyed the two hotel scenes also.
1: These movies are the only meat and cute I get nowadays.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just broke Chris's heart.
1: These clips are great. Hotel (laughs) scenes.
0: I did handpick them a little bit. That's why I kept delaying recording.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The two hotel scenes. And it's a movie that I liked more than you.
0: Mm -hmm. You are... I'm going to allow you to ask for hints now if you truly desire them. Like you can ask me, like name an actor in the movie or something like that.
1: I feel like that's almost too close. Give me a
0: genre. Uh, I'm gonna say like wistful rom-com. Com question mark. <laughs> uh, it one of the stars overlaps with the movies we are reviewing tonight now i'm trying to think of what the hell
1: it is okay okay it's it's a netflix film sure is uh yeah yeah it's it's the one ben schwartz is in it um <laughs> <laughs> and the other lady what the hell is the name of this movie <laughs> i don't remember the name of it but i i got the movie
0: <laughs> yeah uh, the movie is called happy anniversary but happy you anniversary. It. Yeah, yeah yep yep you found it all right We're going back just a little, actually a full year. We used to record fewer episodes a year than we do now. Um, We're rolling (laughs) back from 498 to 445, episode 445. This is March 27th, 2017. March 27th, 2017. You gave the movie both wait for rental and recommend with a caveat. (laughs) I gave the movie a must-see the clip for episode 445 but it really made those heightened moments like stick in my craw so uh, what
1: what was weird for me the second time through obviously the first time through it is very intense the second time through having knowledge of it <laughs> i can't speak about it without without being spoilery but it would just say that like it unsettled me in a different kind of way Mm -hmm. like it unsettled me more in like a it it was less threatening and spooky and more like fuck yeah (laughs) what is this (laughs) i'm trying to think of things that i went back and watched again right that were theoretically spooky or just strange which you did to wait off- for
0: rental slash recommend with a caveat. So not a movie you went back and watched again because you adored it.
1: Yeah, because I know there are mo- there there have been movies that I've gone back and rewatched to try to give them a second chance. Mm-hmm. There are movies I rewatched because I felt guilty that I was like half asleep during them. But I can't think of one that gave me the fuck kind of uh, feeling from it. Hmm. Was this something? What? What? When? When was this again? This was.
0: Uh, let's see. This was. I scrolled away from it. Um, March twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. I am living in the bottom of the hill apartment. I have not yet met Joanna, but I'm about to. This was a period of time when we both did rather depressing reviews for a while. I think. <laughs> The star of this movie was nominated for a Best Acting Award so last th- year.
1: This is... Okay, so this is... Uh, fucking. <laughs> I can't remember the name of any movie, but this is the Kristen Stewart ghost movie?
0: Right. Yes. This yeah. is Personal Shopper. I'm, I'm going to count shopper. that. You, yeah. you got it. All right. I'm going to pick the next two movies. I know you know the names of them. So if you get them, if you know what they are, you will definitely get the movie. Um <laughs> We're jumping forward into the future to episode 615. Uh, This is July 14th, 2020. So it's the summer of pandemic. We're still getting used to recording in lockdown. Nothing is theatrical anymore. You and I both gave this film a must-see. Two must-see reviews for episode 615, which goes a little something like this. I I think this movie is not only very, very funny, it is also very clever and pretty perfect in the times that it does want to do little emotional jabs at you. Uh, There is a scene involving creatures in the desert that was genuinely beautiful in in this movie, out of nowhere, (laughs) followed by nothing, (laughs) preceded by nothing, like it just happened. And (laughs) the movie just has this kind of sense of wonder
1: (laughs) it's so funny how in like completely random context like i know like i'm like i would remember creatures in the desert
0: (laughs) right but i don't and remember this is covid this is early in covid every review was kind of special and we were like hand picking what to watch two must sees creatures
1: in the desert
0: Creatures in the desert <laughs> uh, I will say this film made both of our year end lists i believe uh that, that almost doesn't help
1: me is this a is this a festival film or was it a normal human film?
0: We did not attend the festival uh we saw it when everyone else saw it
1: Oh, okay, I know the creatures the creatures are. Uh, actually, I don't even remember the creatures. I feel like they're brontosauruses. This is going to be Palm Springs, right?
0: <laughs> yep, you got it. <laughs> you nailed it. All right. I swear we'll only do a few more, though I am having fun with this game. I, I wish I could have randomized it in a way where I would be put on the spot too, but unfortunately, it only goes in one direction.
1: <laughs> At least we know now for next year that we could play the game both directions. Um, exactly, yeah. 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 And, and,
0: if I had thought of it more ahead of time, I would have asked you to do the same to me, and then we would have... Uh alternated
1: we could probably just like we'll edit down some of the early ones where it's like no clue no clue no clue it'll be like one no clue and then we'll be partially
0: getting it moving forward yep all right uh we're going back in time a little bit the year is now it's april 28th 2019 so this is episode 556 again you and i both gave this movie a must-see two must-sees in april 28th 2019 Let's play the clip for episode five fifty six. By the end of this experience, I'm gonna know what happens, and that is exciting.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I had, uh, I mean, I had almost maybe the a semi opposite reaction. Like, I was very very excited already um, when it came time to buy tickets. Just, I was. Like, no, I need to get a good ticket that I can see early because I don't want anybody to spoil this for me. Um, I was very, very excited. And I was getting excited to the point where I was like, I can't, this film can't possibly <laughs> live up to the amount of excitement that I'm feeling.
0: I have a backup clip if you need a second hint.
1: I'm going to need a second hint. Um, but then the fact that like he meets himself, and I don't know why that scene worked so well for me. Mm. <laughs> like Just the idea of him having to fight himself being equally matched, there is something that I just really, really liked about the way that plays out. And it's like... The funny thing is, it should be so
0: obvious. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's why I loved finding these (laughs) hints. Two must-sees from us. Big movie. April 28th,
1: 2019. Must-see. Fights himself.
0: Now put yourself... I find with the box office game, too, it helps to think of where you were at this time. So April of 2019, we were doing Tribeca. So that is like the era that we're dealing with right here. I was
1: really excited.
0: Or no, I might be wrong. That might have been 2018. Yeah, I screwed you up. Sorry. I know. (laughs) I mean, the the,
1: the dates don't even help me because I can't, I can't bucket time that way. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm really just thinking, what was something that I was worried about not living up to my expectations? And somebody fought themselves, but I'm assuming themselves isn't literally themselves. It's like fighting the equivalent of themselves, fighting somebody who is equally matched.
0: I'm here for any hints.
1: Is is it a superhero film? Yes. Is it in the
0: DCEU or whatever it's called? Uh, no. Okay.
1: So it's in the other one? <laughs>
0: I would say it is extremely in the other one. Is <laughs> is this, is this uh, Civil War? It's End Game. End lady. Game. Okay, you're in the right, in the right ballpark. Okay. All right. Who was I talking That's... about? <laughs> uh, I assume when they go back in time, Captain America fights. Oh, he fi- literally from fights man. himself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I, th- I think it was a 100% literal. Um, okay. Literal move. Okay. We'll do two, then I'll be done. The year is 2020. It is December 23rd, 2020 that you released this movie two days before Christmas in the pandemic. It is episode 646. You and I, again, both gave this movie a must-see. Let's play the clip. Passing it over to you. <laughs> Uh, so going back to Ethan Hawke, you could say that the main character in First Reformed has very similar thoughts as one of the bad guys in this movie. Um, <laughs> About not bringing a kid into the world? I, I I think you're forgetting how First Reformed ends, and I'm not going to spoil it here. Oh. Um, but I will admit that is a hard hint.
1: <laughs> I, I love that your hint to me is when I misinterpreted the thing that you were trying to reference <laughs> in the moment.
0: It was hard to find a clip of this episode that didn't directly talk about the movie. But <laughs> well, I,
1: I feel like I remember this conversation, but I, I I can't for the life of me
0: remember which. I, I will tell you, uh, Dave Klein joined us in this episode to review the movie as well. And it was one of your favorite films, easily, <laughs> of is, the year. Is, is it Tenet? <laughs> it is Tenet. Okay. <laughs>
1: I was like, Dave Klein was there. It was one of my favorites. I man, I I still don't get the first reformed reference.
0: I think it was that the character decides because the world is going to be destroyed, the only meaningful thing to do is to like take the nuclear option and end life because human beings are going to destroy everything. Okay. All right. My last two options that I'm debating between are both, I would say, aspects of the spoiler warning lore. But I'm going to pick the earliest one that I have a clip of. Um, The year is 2014. In fact, we released this January 1st, 2014. New Year's Day in 2014. It's episode 274. Uh, You gave this film (laughs) a pass with a caveat. I gave it a wait for rental. Uh, Carson Patrick gave it a must see. And here is the clip from January 1st, 2014, episode 274. Well, here's the thing that, like, the coder
1: of this film, without getting too spoilery, you would expect that after all the events in the film, after all the horrible things that happened to the main character, that at the end of the film, he would have learned his lesson, right? At the end of this film, based on the words of the main character, the resolve of what happens to him was the best thing that could happen to him. I will say that is the most Christopher Schnazy <laughs> sentence <laughs> I've ever heard. Um, but what, what did you say our ratings were again?
0: Uh, you gave it a pass with a caveat. I gave it a wait for rental. Carson Patrick gave it a must-see. I will let you know, elsewhere in the episode, you, as a positive counterbalance, speak about American Hustle as an example of doing good things that this movie did not do.
1: I think you just confused me more. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I. I got... I got nothing.
0: All right, I'm gonna start listing cast members, and we'll see if you get it. Um, Margot Robbie is this Jonah focus? Hill?
1: No. Oh, oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street.
0: Yep, this is Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. All right, I think we we have played enough of the spoiler warning game. Yeah. But I'm gonna let you inflict it on me in the future if okay. you would like.
1: It it is also we're like 27 minutes into the episodes. I, mean, I had fun. <laughs> no, no, it, it was definitely fun. But it is funny how difficult it is to play something like that especially when you're like why i would say that about what like what is the and and it's like for the most part obviously you're choosing clips that don't have a lot of uh meat to them it's really about the feeling mm-hmm. of what you felt about a thing so it's like right for me the dates the number don't matter the year kind of helps when it's the most recent years because there is enough mm-hmm. there to kind of grab on a little bit but but yeah that is that is a hard-ass game to play.
0: <laughs> yeah, what, what I will know for next time is to sprinkle in more references to the movie in the clip. I think yeah. when I began pulling, I was like, oh, it's going to give it away if we talk about the plot or anything. And now I realize the plot out of context, like fighting yourself or seeing creatures in the desert, um, may on its own not make it obvious what the movie is. And that yeah. can be even more fun. Uh, some of the titles that I skipped to be nice to you when I realized how hard this game was um, <laughs> is... I don't think you will remember the movie you gave a recommend with a caveat um, in August of 2020, uh, saying that you found it uh, delightful and you were laughing all the way through. um, And that was an American pickle. (laughs) A movie that does not exist. (laughs) I did enjoy that movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. That was
1: a fun game. We'll definitely have to do it back and forth. Uh, in the future, maybe even as a standalone episode if people ask for it enough, um, what you can do mm-hmm. by setting enable to fans at the spoilerwarning.com if you want some of those crazy antics. But yeah, what do you say, if we get back to the topic at hand, Steven, Sonic the Hedgehog, what is your history with Sonic, the character, the games, the television series, is either of those?
0: I, I would say very little. I certainly played video games uh, related to Sonic. I don't think I owned any video games. I think you were saying the same thing uh the other day when people were talking about sonic yeah. i certainly played at like sleepovers or visits with friends like sonic related games otherwise i don't remember anything about it like was there a like kids cartoon show about sonic because dr robotnik clearly was a character i knew about in some capacity
1: so so there, I mean, there might be more, but I distinctly remember two television shows. One had a good theme song, and the other one was the better show. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I if I'm remembering correctly, I might be mi- mixing that up, but I definitely watched both the Sonic the Hedgehog television shows, like the cartoons. Um, as, as like like you, I didn't really, I didn't own the video game, so I didn't get a chance to play it that much. But I did play it at friends' houses who had segas. And I think even we used to do the uh the blockbuster thing, um if people remember that, or you could go rent a console that you didn't own from Blockbuster, so we would rent like the Sega and the Sega Saturn, but Sonic was never a game that I was gonna blockbuster because it like I'm trying to do like the whatever the newest thing that I've heard about that I want to try, like I'm not gonna rent that just to play some Sonic at home um so yeah, I, I mean I. I, I remember some of the cartoons slightly fondly, um, <laughs> but I didn't uh, I, like, I didn't care. When they announced this film, I was like, of course they're making a Sonic the Hedgehog film because what other IP are they going to mine for something? As mentioned at the top of the episode, neither of us saw the original when it was in theaters. Um, we just let it pass by. I seem to remember a ton of chatter about it, it being way better than people expected. Do you have right. that same I remember memory? the same, too. Yeah. Okay. I,
0: I remember people being surprised at how good it was. And I also think because this was 2020, it wound up being one of the highest grossing films of the year, like throughout <laughs> the year. And I think that kept it in the conversation a little bit more than it would have otherwise.
1: Yeah, I, I think when, when we kind of came up with the lark for doing this episode, I was like, you know what? People seem to like it. I'm, I'm, totally, I'm totally excited to give it a chance and see what they thought and then roll the dice on the second film and see <laughs> see if it lives up to the first or is, is worth going to see it in theaters. Um, but uh, yeah, we've come to that moment, Stephen. You ready to, to get to our first review for this week?
0: I am but first I have to ask did you watch the first movie this weekend too or had you already seen it when you proposed that we do the double feature
1: Oh no I, I watched them both this weekend so I watched one okay. uh I might have watched it the morning before I went and saw it and Oh no I I watched I watched sorry I, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog like Thursday or Friday last last week and then um I didn't have a chance until just Monday night to to go to the theater to see the second one so I did have a little yeah, bit of okay. a gap.
0: So they are both fresh for both of us, but we we both entered the world of Sonic this weekend for the first time.
1: Yeah, and I will say I could have used Sonic's power <laughs> because this weekend <laughs> I spent 24 hours driving.
0: <laughs> yeah, like how quickly he gets to San Francisco comparatively. Oh, I would have
1: loved it. I mean, hell, even without that power, if I could just have one of those rings, that would be, that mm-hmm. would be enough for me. Well, <laughs> oh, two of those rings. <laughs>
0: yeah. I need, I need. that is one thing we'll, we'll talk about it in the movies i don't know the ring mechanics like when you use it is the ring just yeah not a ring anymore it just goes away after a while
1: yeah unlike unlike other skills when you lose it or when you use it you lose it
0: mm. <laughs> it's a shame that is going to be a clip for my <laughs> next year version of the spoiler warning game <laughs>
1: Nice. um well we are going to take a listen to the trailer for sonic the hedgehog the 2020 film and then we're going to come back and give you a review a little ball of super energy in an extremely handsome package. On my planet, people were always after my powers. So I came to yours. It gets a little lonely, but that's okay. I am living my best life on
0: Earth. What?
1: No! At the plate Sonic! At the Pidge's Mount, also Sonic. Ugh, I can't with that guy. Uh-oh. Uh... Ah! Super Why are you hiding out in my garage? They're
0: coming for me! If they
1: steal my power, they could conquer the universe. You have to help me. No, I don't. Please, it's life or death. Super Sonic. Good morning, my rural chum. Mr. Dr. Robotnik. I'm going to give you five seconds to tell me where it is.
0: Wait, don't hurt him. <laughs> road trip? Woo-hoo.
1: This can't be happening to me. Oh my god, stop the car right now. <laughs> what? The world's largest rubber band ball? We got to see it. No, this is not some fun family road trip. Eh, you're right. It was lame. Gift shop was cool, though. Whatever this creature is. I'm going to uncover the source of its power. Hey.
0: Ah! I just thought you might like a latte with steamed Austrian goat milk. Of course, I want a latte. I love the way
1: you make them. We gotta lay low. Let me show you how it's done. Hey. Hey. So, should we get out of here? Yeah, time to go. I always want to do this.
0: Nailed it. Hey. Uh-oh. Let's go. Here comes the fool How are you not dead? I have no idea. Oh, give me a big fat break.
1: That was an illegal F, by the way. Oh, this one is cute. Let's keep him. Oh, come on. You've got car insurance, right? Hey! Why would you throw your life away for this silly little alien? Good time. He's my friend. Let's go! (laughs) This is my power. And I'm using it to protect my friends. Let's go! Let's go! So, you're supposed to be Tom's best friend that he won't shut up about. Well, I don't see the appeal. That is very gross. Let's go. Sonic the Hedgehog, the 2020 film, is a story of uh, Sonic, who is a hedgehog, uh, but an alien hedgehog from a planet, which apparently contains just him and some bad guys that are trying to get him, and an owl, um, (laughs) uh, who's, like, I guess, left over from the Gahool movies. And (laughs) basically, Sonic uh, is under attack. Uh, the Owl Lady uh, sends him to Earth so he can try to be protected, and there he meets a police officer who is, you know, just trying to become, uh, go from being a small-town police officer to being a San Francisco police officer, and along the way, Sonic sets off a big, weird explosion of energy, which clues in Dr. Robotnik that there is this special source of energy um, over near San Francisco and he comes over trying to gain the power so he can power all of his diabolical machines and Sonic uh, and Cyclops have to team up together to stop Dr. Robotnik and uh, potentially No, I'm not gonna like we can spoil it, but I was gonna say where he goes, but yeah anyways Stephen Miller What did you think of Sonic the Hedgehog?
0: So, I think when we did our trolls and Trolls World Tour review, we were both kind of pleasantly surprised to find that the movies were pretty decent i like I think Trolls One was legitimately a good movie. I think we both gave it recommend with caveat yeah. um this i think I think Sonic is a bad movie with a great cast that drags it kicking and screaming <laughs> into being entertaining um. And what I what I mean by that is everyone in the movie is wonderful. I think like I think Ben Schwartz is genius casting for Sonic. It completely fits the character. Yeah. He's just doing John Ralphio. Uh, I think it's either here or in movie two where he literally even does the John Ralphio singing like I am going to party with my friend. Like he even does the little like high pitched singing yeah. Ben Schwartz y thing. Um he is so earnest and silly, and he is exactly the kind of actor who can be farting one moment and then having a kind of, like, teary-eyed confession that he wants to be a friend the next, and you buy it because he just has that manic energy. Um, Jim Carrey is great in this movie. Like, I I love Jim Carrey. You're making a face, so I think you might not love him <laughs> as much. I thought he was hilarious. I, I thought every interaction he has with his um, sidekick his like villainy sidekick in this movie is great. There is a moment where he judo chops the guy in the neck and he starts gagging. And then he says like, you kept your You left yourself open. I had to do it. And then the guy like thanks him and keeps walking. Yeah. That kind of like silly back and forth that they do. There's a moment where he is dancing and running from fake dinosaurs while he does science in his, um, <laughs> in his, Little Lab, I thought he was very, very funny and entertaining the whole way through. Like them both, I like James marston in this movie. I think he like is game. He knows he's acting against a CGI hedgehog the whole time, and he plays it in a remarkably straight way that I think like is fitting to the kids' movie nature. But setting aside all that, when I think about this, even as a kids' movie, I think the the themes are so muddy in the Sonic universe. Like the message of this movie is Sonic was alone and now he has friends (laughs) and he's going to stop running away and use his power to protect his friends. Steven. But the whole movie is him being preserved And everyone trying to protect him. Like, I I don't really understand what the movie is trying to say, (laughs) even to a little kid.
1: Steven, Sonic was happy being alone for a long time. It was Mm -hmm. only until he realized that he can't high five himself, even though he can do everything else himself with a super speed. And I think there would be a way that he could high five himself. (laughs) Um, He was just so sad that he can't have a high five because he doesn't have anybody else to high five with that he just has to run around the bases until he creates, like, a sonic boom.
0: <laughs> yep. Exactly. Which, uh, Dr. Robotnik will see. So, anyway, there was silliness in the movie that I like. It feels a lot like the original Muppet movie to me. It's, like, a silly, bizarre road trip. Everything about the bar scene, they they go to a roadside bar in part of this movie could have been straight out of the Muppets movie, like, 100%. Um, yeah human beings are cartoons in this film there's a lot of silliness here um there is slow motion fighting and action that feels a whole lot like the flash in justice league um like i would maybe be pissed if i was zack snyder and saw this movie yeah. um the degree to which it feels similar but it's fun i i thought or, it was or fun quicksilver to watch sonic do his in, thing in the X-1 exactly films. or quicksilver yeah um I think one thing that bothered me even as a kid's movie is this film does not know the limits of Sonic's power. Sometimes Sonic can literally run to the Pacific Ocean and back in one second. Yeah. Other times Sonic is frozen because someone is pointing a gun at him and he like doesn't know what to do or he is chasing to catch up with a person. Like in order to make Sonic... Have an actual journey that he goes through, the film needs to selectively make him either be unbelievably fast or kind of quicker than the average person and we 'll get to it in movie number two, but that builds throughout the series in a way that I find frustrating and kind of hard to follow yeah, so if I think about this as if it were a superhero movie, I have a lot of complaints. If I think about it as a message heavy kids movie. I think it is muddy and a little complicated. If I think it is a, a movie that is supposed to make me laugh and have a silly time, I, th- I think they nail it only because Ben Schwartz, Jim Carrey, James Marsden, Adam Pally. Like, I think there are enough people doing very silly things here that I had a totally fine time watching it. But I, I don't think it raises to, like, the heights of a good kids movie. I think it was just, like, an acceptable kids movie.
1: Yeah, I I think while I was watching the film, you know, I entered this film knowing that people said this was better than they expected. So I was maybe expecting better than what I think I got. <laughs> um, like, as I was watching this film, I was like, all right, this is not vibing with me. And I was trying to figure out why. So one thing I was thinking of is, like, the fact that I genuinely like Detective Pikachu. Um, that film, I thought, was, like legitimately fun interesting and i enjoyed myself watching it and then i kept thinking back to my own voice telling steven steven project adam (laughs) is a kids Mm -hmm. movie it's targeted at kids (laughs) you should be able to watch it accepting that it's for kids and you should be able to have fun with it and i kept hearing you uh not agree with that (laughs) So maybe the formula for Christopher is you just put Ryan Reynolds in your movie <laughs> mm. and a kids movie is just totally palatable 100%. Um I I like so here here's the thing. Uh Dr. Robotnik's assistant is 100% MVP of both these films. My favorite mm. part of every all of them any interaction with him. I'm chuckling, I'm laughing like it it gets me because it's so it just—it's so weird. <laughs> the relationship <laughs> dynamic there is weird, and when I watch it, it just makes me giggle and it makes me happy. Yep. Uh, ben Schwartz version of Sonic—it's fine. I'm—I'm like—I I like his shtick, but there's not enough happening, and the jokes come. There, it's like there's just enough pause between the jokes to have it not feel like it's quippy, but just feel like it's time for the next joke to be said. And it sometimes Sonic is just saying them to himself, but not in a way that cracks himself up, he's like saying it seriously to himself and he's not even laughing at it, so I don't even get the joy of, like Dr. Robotnik when he insults somebody, you see the joy he has in insulting that person. When Sonic quips, there's no, it's not like Peter Parker doing something and then like saying something and then actually genuinely being excited about the fact that he landed that zinger or something like that, right? Sonic's just saying things because it, like some of it feels...
0: (laughs) Like, it's just ADR'd after the fact. Like,
1: we'll just put you in the room.
0: I had that thought. I definitely had that thought that, like, they had Ben Schwartz do punch-up on his own movie later. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, we need, <laughs> we need a few more zingers.
1: Or they wrote an algorithm where they just put him in a room where he just said one-liners constantly. And they just, it, like, it took the script, read it in, and found I'm, the most appropriate. I, I mean,
0: we've seen him perform before. He probably could just sit in a room and make, like, 100 jokes in 30 minutes if he was left alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think for me, it's sort of... It was weird because, like... Like, also, James Marson, I love that he is willing to just do this, right? You know that he knows what he's doing is stupid, and he's so right. 100% game for it, especially when... I like, We're not reviewing the second film yet, but like, especially over there when he's playing like this guy who would otherwise be like a heartthrob in any other movie, but is now supposed to be like the dumb guy who everybody's sort of making fun of. Like, I I love that he is so game for it. There are pieces in this film that should totally work for me, but I think that for some reason it felt a little flat and part of that might just be because... The like the IP is so loosely thrown together <laughs> that it sort of seems silly that it's even a Sonic film. Like it could be mm-hmm. just any other weird speedy guy, right? It could be some off-brand flash, right? The fact that it's Sonic, it's like he lives in a weird world that is just the first level from Sonic the Hedgehog the game and then the rings, which used to be something you collect and then lose when you get hit are now portals that take you to other planets, whatever you think of. But then you don't have to actually know the location. You can just look at a piece of paper that says Mushroom Planet and throw a ring and it'll take you to the Mushroom Planet. Like there's just, it's it's like they don't even want to bother trying to create a story. Um, they're just like, yeah, you know, Sonic and rings, but the rings are portals and he's fast, but only as fast as he needs to be for the joke we're trying to do in the moment. Not... A set amount, and, and the funny thing is, you, you were talking about sometimes he's really fast, sometimes he's slow. There's an easy fix for it. In the game, you could start running and slowly build up speed, and then turn into a ball, or you could do like the press down and the button, and you'd be like, bzz, 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 and then you would take mm-hmm. off. Right? There's a there's an there's there's a good example of how he could not be able to instantly be fast, so he would be scared of the gun because he doesn't have a way to suddenly be going full speed. Right? Like there's things like that just that would have
0: right and and they do find a way early in this movie to make it kind of like that with use of a tranquilizer gun where i thought like oh you're gonna keep having reasons that he might not be at full capacity all the time but they do kind of just do away with that after a while they're like nah sometimes he's really fast sometimes he isn't often in the same scene you know he'll be threatened by a thing and have to get out of it by using his brain and then 2 minutes later he'll get out of it by being unbelievably fast in a way that makes the tension go away completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, so, so so for me I kind of also like you talked about loving Jim Carrey. I thought Jim Carrey was very hit and miss in this film. Like Ooh, like there are I moments there are moments where I definitely enjoyed him. There are other moments where I'm like <sighs> this, you're just doing it, it, Part, part of his part of his acting in this film felt like he was at a birthday party and trying to make a kid laugh. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason for the character to be doing this or to be quirky in this way, but he is trying to make a child laugh, uh, which there's no crime in that. <laughs> there's no crime in that at he all. He made
0: this child laugh every <laughs> time. Yeah. I
1: I don't know, Steven. It was fine. It was fine. But I, I definitely was expecting a little... A little more it also feels weird that like there are plenty of films like Pixar films where there are the good jokes for the kids And there are the jokes for the adults, but the jokes for the adults are Throwaways that the kid not only isn't going to understand but isn't going to realize that a joke is being said mm-hmm. the, the kid is just going to completely fly over the kids head and the adults are going to be like "Nah, you clever bastard you This film says like, it seems like the adult references are delivered in kid tones to the children, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like even, even the joke where he's talking about like, oh, you don't know the secret? Like, (laughs) like a kid's not going to understand what that joke is, but like he's saying it as though it's a joke for the children. And it just feels like weird to throw those references at the kids, even though the kids are like, are the kids going to ask their parents? Like
0: what's, what's your, does make it feel, it it makes it feel like a kid's movie meant for adults as the target demographic rather than kids, which was kind of my criticism of the Atom Project. So I do feel like we're kind of sitting on the other side now of the exact same problem. Yeah. Um, Like a a, a moment that I thought was really funny is early on when we meet uh, Dr. Robotnik, he is... I think he's speaking to James Marsden's character, Tom, but he might be speaking to like a major or a police officer or some someone else that he is overruling. And he's saying... I was spitting out formulas while you were spitting up formula. And the person says, like, actually, I was breastfed. And he goes, nice. Rub it in the orphan's face. <laughs> that isn't for a kid. No kid is fault. Like, that whole back and forth is, like, one and a half seconds. It's, like, very quickly delivered. Yeah. I don't know who it's for, but I was cracking up. Because I was like, who says that? What movie am I watching? That- I think I like that Jim Carrey just, like, takes you into another movie <laughs> every time he's on screen
1: yeah yeah and, and like there are moments where he works for me that's why i'm just saying he's like hit hit and miss like there's definitely times where i laughed at whatever the hell he was that he was doing um i just yeah it, it's it just didn't work 100 percent of the time
0: all right now i have to ask because so they start out in a town i think in montana but they go to san francisco uh to retrieve the rings how did you feel they handled san francisco there's a moment when they arrive and see uh maddie played by tika sumter her sister played by natasha rothwell who's very funny and insecure i don't know if you've ever seen that show mm-hmm. um she lives in san francisco and it shows a cutaway to the street that she lives on and her house and i was dying with laughter that's <laughs> just, just the size of it well it, it's a giant house In a flat suburban street with the Golden Gate Bridge a block away. (laughs) I was like, Where are you?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, I, when the film started with that like future moment with Robotnik like chasing Sonic through San Francisco, I was like, I didn't realize this film was taking place in San Francisco. And then as soon as Mm -hmm. we cut to somewhere else, I was like, Oh, they just already have that modeled in a computer somewhere.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: Can... I didn't even realize that the first place is supposed to be Montana.
0: Apparently it is. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
1: So, why, why do, do we ever understand why Marzin wants to be a police officer in San Francisco? I just assumed he well, was. he suppo- wants to make
0: a difference. He, wa- he <laughs> wants to make more of a difference. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, he feels like in his small town he can't. But you mean YSF? Uh, like, why was that the mess? Yeah, yeah, area, Like, like he... I just
1: assumed it was some made up area outside of san francisco and san francisco was the closest large city to him and that's why he picked san francisco i didn't realize it was like
0: montana which i i'm pretty sure they say montana i think it is like an expensive drive which is why the gag where sonic runs to the pacific ocean and comes back is like he, he is basically doing the superman where he can just circumnavigate the globe if he wants yeah, to know. you know he could, he could turn back time gotcha
1: all right well uh you ready to get to verdicts then for the first sonic the hedgehog mm-hmm. all right steven if you were gonna even say must see reckon with the caveat wait for rental, pass to the caveat or must avoid what would you give it
0: i am giving this a wait for rental i thought this was completely fine for a kid's movie especially i thought it was nice i think again everyone is doing their damnedest to make it very funny and silly they are much better than the movie had a right to be um again i think ben schwartz brilliant choice for sonic love how game james marston is i think jim carrey is hilarious i laugh like every time he talks in this movie um just a big fan all around of the characters if you took them out of it i think this movie would be a quite bad kids movie like i actually think the plot is very stupid and the message is not especially good and there is no um For all the earnestness that Ben Schwartz brings to the role of Sonic, the things he is being asked to be earnest about, I think don't land at all in a way that like a a Pixar movie or Mitchell's versus the machines or something could easily do with a situation like this. So not a great movie made totally watchable by virtue of really talented people punching it up at every opportunity.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it the same review, but I guess technically lower on the scale of Wait for Rental. Um, I mean, th- this is a perfect example of one of those films where if if we were back to the full on, we're just seeing a ton of shit in theaters. And like I saw th- three things this weekend and then I text you and you were like, I haven't got a chance to see anything yet. Uh, I can see two of the three things. Which one should I drop? I would have been like, I don't I don't know how we're going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. You can just drop that one. <laughs> Right. If it wasn't for this uh, episode seven hundred
0: spectacular,
1: <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have pushed to review this film at all.
0: <laughs> so, yep, yeah. that is how I felt uh, <laughs> around Saturday evening.
1: <laughs> so, so that's it. It's a wait for rental and a wait for a review. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, now, Stephen, you ready for the real test? The real test of seeing the second film. Which we got to see in theaters, in oh, yeah. with a contemporary audience. Um, actually, let's talk about that real fast. Were there children in your screening? I mean, I assume we both saw it at Alamo. Um, I yep. saw it. It was it was a seven p.m. showing, so it wasn't like a super late showing or anything. And uh, there was definitely there was definitely some kids in my audience and some clapping at certain moments in this film. So you know, mm-hmm. even though my my theater was like probably like four fifths empty. <laughs> it it, it was still interesting to see like people seemingly really really vibing with the film and kind of participating and like a few young young people in there so it's like man i haven't been to a movie where like kids cheer this is crazy
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i saw it in the big auditorium specifically in a kid-friendly showing like they had that designation saying this was a kid-friendly screening of the movie um There were not as many kids as I thought there would be like there were a few clusters of like four or six occupied seats that I purposely put myself as far away from as possible because I was like that (laughs) is a family with a shitload of kids I don't want to be anywhere near them yeah yeah. um and most of them were adults like there there were the occasional little kid like a little kid with their parents that happened a few places and I definitely heard them clapping and cheering and laughing at a few things um one kid was roving the aisle in a way that was very strange because Alamo employees rove the aisles, like coming to drop off food and everything and seeing like a seven-year-old do that made me feel like there was a seven-year-old employee coming to give me food. (laughs) Um, Made me laugh a bit. But yeah, not as many kids as I expected for the capital K kid-friendly screening that I attended, which was the only one with that designation that day, as far as I know
1: nice all right well steven let's get into it i'm gonna play the trailer for sonic the hedgehog 2 and then come back and uh we're gonna give everybody a review
0: quick stretch little snack and here we go
1: sonic i love that you want to help make a difference
0: mind if i drive
1: Are you being reckless pretending to be Batman. Blue Justice, trademark pending. You're still just a kid. Woohoo! Trust me, there will come a moment when your powers will be needed. (laughs) But you don't choose that moment. That moment chooses you.
0: I just got goosebumps. Wait a second, did you steal that from Oprah? He's
1: back! Papa's got a brand new stash. Ah! Since I've been gone, I've discovered the source of ultimate power. That sounds big. It's been on my vision board for years.
0: Hope I'm not too late. I'm sorry, who are you? Names, Tails. Okay, this is what we're going to do.
1: Step one, light taunting. Step two, I have no idea.
0: That wasn't too bad.
1: (laughs) Today's forecast calls for a 100% chance of adventure. Got it! Return to sender.
0: Face it. You're never going to get my power. Do I look like I need your power?
1: Where are my manners? Sonic meet Knuckles. Alrighty, so that was the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, When we last met our friends, uh, they had become a big old happy friendly family and uh, Dr. Robotnik was banished to the mushroom planet, uh, but he has been working hard trying to find a way off the mushroom planet. Um, and uh, after he creates his own power surge with the quill that he has stolen from Sonic in the previous film, he encounters a new person called Knuckles, who is a uh, character who seems to be also hunting for Sonic the Hedgehog, and clues him into a story about a mysterious power source that, once again, Dr. Robotic might be able to steal to power all of his diabolical machines. Steven Miller... <laughs> What did you think of Sonic the Hedgehog
0: 2? Uh, I am going to quote from a legendary opening line to a fanfic from many years ago. Obama chuckled. You mean the Chaos Emeralds? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which was an internet meme for a very long time. uh, And I never knew what it was referring to until this moment. (laughs) You might not get it. Your kids are going to love it. Um, (laughs) All right. This... This movie, uh, this was the How to Train Your Dragon 2 to the Sonic How to Train Your Dragon 1, not only in the sense that it is a sequel, but in the sense that it is a sequel that decided to blow the world way wider open to give it something to do because it couldn't harvest the interpersonal relationship for as much anymore. Um, Whether that is a good thing or a bad thing, I think, depends on how you feel about the franchise. Like. This movie goes from having one magical character to three (laughs) magical characters (laughs) immediately. And and a tease Um, for a potential fourth? Yeah, a tease for a fourth. Uh, It has a globe-trotting plan. It tries to tie it back to the legacy of the people that Sonic was raised by and what they are there to protect. Um, It has a giant MacGuffin in the movie there is a plan to try to take over the world it it just is much 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 bigger in scope and i don't know if that translates to a better kids movie i will say it certainly was in theaters a little bit more captivating for me like i had no desire to check my phone whereas at home in sonic (laughs) one i definitely had a temptation which i may have indulged in a few times to uh Let's take a look over, see what was happening in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, I, I think what is smart about this movie is they realize that Sonic and his relationship with um, James Marsden, uh, with Tim, is kind of, or Tom, sorry, is it isn't played out, but like they've done what they can with it in the first movie. And so what they do now, if kids are trying to vibe with Sonic, rather than be like, Listen to your parents is give Sonic his own version of a kid, like give him his version of someone to look after and have to be like kind and thoughtful to, which is the character of Tails. And I thought that was very cute. I I thought the whole dynamic with Sonic and Tails and the way he feels like ownership over Tails' is well being and Tails is kind of looking up to him, and he feels like a need to make sure Tails is safe and secure that. I found touching in a very kid's movie logic way where I was like, man, if I were a kid, this would make me feel like I need to treat my little brother well or, you know, and it, I, I could just see the kind of kid movie machinations of the Tales character. And I enjoyed that a lot. Um, Knuckles, I think, is great because Idris Elba, like James Marsden, is just fully committing to the movie that he is in. Um and is surprisingly straightforward about all of it uh, in a way that I just really enjoyed. Yeah. The problem of how fast does Sonic move was even worse in this yeah, movie. it was exacerbated how a lot. Fast <laughs> does, how fast does Knuckles move? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, Knuckles or Knuckles' fist. I the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, Knuckles' uh, sans fist. Knuckles' running. Because Knuckles' running has the same exact... He becomes a red blur. He becomes a red line, like Sonic's blue line. And he chases a car for about four minutes (laughs) in this movie.
1: So the impression I got was Knuckles is strong, but not fast. He's faster than normal people are, but not fast. This is not coming from lore. This is just visually on screen. My assumption was Sonic charges up, runs super fast. Knuckles charges his fist, punches super hard. He's also pretty quick because he's a whatever creature he is. Um, Yeah. Which is weird too that that it's not a real... Is it a real animal? (laughs) Is it an animal that I just don't know about?
0: (laughs) I have no idea. I don't don't know what he thinks he is. I don't remember.
1: It's a a, a fox. It's a hedgehog. And it's a something. (laughs) Yeah. And Knuckles. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, I cut you off.
0: No, 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 it's fine. Um, The mechanics of Sonic now, because this is now Indiana Jones, and they very purposefully tell you that in this movie you know they this movie has all sorts of movie references in it where it's like (laughs) calling out to what they are ripping off in a way that again who is it for right like the kids aren't going to care that it's ripping off indiana jones so it's clearly for the parents they're
1: definitely not going to care when you even change it so far as to like not be saying snakes why does it have to be snakes you say water why does it have to be water water?" why does
0: it have to be water yeah i don't know who it's for um
1: (laughs) it's so weird (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah but because it turns it into a big adventure movie with a MacGuffin that they have to get to and a maze and a plan and a map and all this stuff the fact that the mechanics of sonic don't make any sense or have no internal consistency bothered me a little bit more here than it did in the first movie um because again i don't know what he can and can't do like he runs away from things he Two movies in a row, they make him be in a vehicle for a while in the movie. In a way that, like, you're Sonic the Hedgehog, you don't need to be in a vehicle. You can run. You can run so much faster. Yeah. Um. But if I take that away, I thought it was cute. I also think the the question of who is it for this movie exacerbates because I think the whole subplot of um, Maddie's sister Rachel, her wedding in Hawaii. I thought was very funny in a way that kids will not get the humor at all. Yeah. It, it almost felt like a second movie, like a 22 Jump Street type movie, just like stapled on to this Sonic the Hedgehog kids movie. And I, I thought it was I laughed a lot. Like, I, like, I thought it was a really funny twist. And I liked the relationship between the characters. Yeah. I don't get who they're targeting now like it, it just makes it, me wonder who is sonic for it, I, I i don't know who they're writing for anymore
1: it feels like and i mean should i just get into my thoughts in in the context mm-hmm. of this this my response to you um this film feels like uh a correction potentially overcorrection on the part of the parents who will definitely have to take their kids to see this since they took them to see the first one right it feels mm-hmm. like it this film shows me that the only real problem with the first film just not enough plot <laughs> mm-hmm. if, if you just if you just had more motivations and things the characters were doing and people to instigate actions it would be a totally fine film like this film yeah to me this film is a better film on every single level all the characters are even more the characters than they were in the first film Th- there is cohesion between motivations between people and what why they're doing things and 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 everything like that like before it was like sonics on this weird planet suddenly these people that we don't know anything about are trying to kill him he arrives on earth and he seems to be totally happy until one day he's sad that he can't have a high five and then Doctor Robotnik's there, and then he befriends a police officer, and I guess there's a challenge, and then boom, the bad guys banished to a mushroom planet. This film has like characters, like there's bad guys that have similar uh, motivations and have to team up to work against uh, the heroes. The heroes are trying to do their own thing, but still work together, and then they're like trying to be apart, and then are brought together, and they have to work together to try to do all sorts of stuff. Like it's they're just everything about this film works on a way that the first film didn't sort of work for me. And maybe it's because there are so many different characters that we don't spend long enough with any one character for me to get tired of the shtick. Like, it's just like, Oh yeah, cool. And then this guy, Oh yeah, the priest, the guy who's the assistant. Yeah, that's cool. And then you're like off to do the other thing. Right. And it's, and I think that it is just upping the game across the board. It's having like a genuine plot (laughs) with things for people to do and then the uh the effects are all bigger and better right like the, the the big bad fights are are more exciting than uh just a ship flying around like it's it's there is something that has to happen the characters you know change their motivations as they go on through the film and it's like a, it's just it's a it's a fun ride that is still it's not technically executed any better than the previous film was it's just there's more of the good and less of the the downtime like honest honestly for me the only downtime in this film is the what feels like a 10-minute sequence of sonic being left alone at home and just doing whatever he wants and it's like that scene did not need to show every activity he was going to be doing while he was left alone (laughs) right And, and and i like the payoff of of the where that's going every time he gets a call and him having to try to pretend like everything's cool at the house, like that trope, the way they play it in this film works for me and it's fun, but it's just kind of like the only downtime was let Sonic play with the dog and skateboard around the house and make a mess and dump cereal on the ground. And I was like, Dude, just can we, can we get on? I'm sure Robotnik's probably doing something evil. Can we go, 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 go cut back to him.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, I think this movie, in most respects, just improves on the first one. It's hard to think of a thing that it does worse. The only place it comes close is I feel like, for better or worse, this movie embraces that it is a kid's movie more than the first one. And that means some of the logic, even in the funny scenes, is a little bit more grating to me. Like you mentioned Sonic being at home. You know, partying because his parents are out of the house. And it goes on for like 10 minutes and it doesn't need to go on that long. Yeah. Um, If I compare, there is a bar scene in this movie, a fight in a, <laughs> a Siberian bar. Um, I like that. As opposed to the biker bar in the first one. In the first one, it's a biker bar. And again, like, I can't stress, it's very 70s Muppet movie. It's very, like, yeah. wacky, cartoony people who pose a real threat. And then these, like, this creature is living with them and we get to see their quirks. Here, it's a dance-off in, like, the most kids' movie logic ever. Yeah. Um, And I think maybe it was just me realizing I am an adult man alone watching a kids' movie in theaters. (laughs) (laughs) At that moment, as I, like, sipped my beer and ate my fried chicken sandwich and Sonic and Tails proceeded to, like, floss for the eighth time, (laughs) I I was just like, eh... I I actually I don't know. You're steering into something. You know, you're doing it better, but I feel it more now. Yeah.
1: I I I really like the scene just from the like where you think it's going to like where it goes. However, the yep. idea that like oh, we can do all kinds of dances. We just don't know how to do that specific dance and as long as we're trying to do that specific dance, we're going to make a fool of ourselves. Like the fact that they're mm-hmm. suddenly like expert dancers and have all this crazy choreography was kind of that, that's where it kind of, like, crossed the line for me. But, but before yeah. that, it but started... But
0: Gadget is cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I do, like... Uh, sorry, I, I cut you off. I think before the dancing started, I did, like, the signifiers of how evil all the people were. Like, when they enter and they're like, oh, this looks like a hospitable place. And then... <laughs> it's pretty Every good. character just mugs the camera in the most, like, I'm-a-bad-guy way. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was that was pretty great. Especially, like, well, at least there's the old lady... <laughs> It was good times. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I I think too. One one of my favorite things is uh, about this film is the extension of like I I won't. I won't talk about the full reveal of ever uh, of it but like the government organization that is now involved in this it starts as sort of a joke in the first film and where it goes in this one just just the absurdness of of what that organization does and the lengths they're willing to go to i thought that was fucking hilarious
0: (laughs) yeah no that whole plot i thought was very 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 funny i like I don't, in hindsight, I don't understand who wrote this movie <laughs> because that doesn't feel like a kid's movie plot at all. But I, I thought it was great. Um, like, I think Natasha Rothwell, Rachel, the sister who is getting married in this movie, Rachel getting married. Huh? Um, I thought she is like low key the MVP of this movie, like everything about her relationship with her stud husband-to-be and everything, I thought was just hilarious in the movie. Again, I don't know who it's for, um, but I I had a lot of fun with it. I also think the action is definitely way better in this movie. Um, yeah. There is a giant kind of mech warrior moment in this movie that I thought was completely badass. And, yeah. Very much felt like a video game final boss battle put in cinematic form in a way I don't think I've really felt before watching video game movies. Um, and, and I, yeah, they do a lot right here.
1: I, I like the effects, too, of just the way, like, it's essentially uh, a Jaeger, right, from, from Pacific Rim, but instead of being into all the hydraulic stuff to control the arms and legs like jim is just floating with the weird blue or green electricity right. flying off of him and just just him it's the only time when like like even in one of the things that kind of bugged me in uh spider-man the 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 latest spiders man uh film uh was whenever uh dr octopus was like that that fight scene on the bridge where like he's kind of just like Hanging there, and they're animating him moving around, but it didn't feel like he was connected to the arms of his Whatever his little t- if,
0: if we're talking about no way home. I still haven't seen it by the way.
1: Holy shit, Steven.
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I got all these Sonic movies to watch <laughs> why did we do a review of Sonic and Sonic 2? Um,
1: <laughs> anyways, there, there there was there was a disconnect there from me wait dr. Octopus is in that movie <laughs> But like, you know, if if like Dr. Octopus is supposed to be a man who's like hanging himself in the air by his little like robotic tentacle arm things, right? Um, And there is a weirdness to the way his body is sort of like he is not like when he punches, he's not always like punching with the arm to make it seem like he is really moving him. He's sort of just like lifelessly hanging there as his arms do all the work. And her robotic arms do all the work and that kind of bugged me in a way where I'm like hmm I I feel like if this was an anime or something that person would be more physically performing in that attack with the arms as they did their thing Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's like when you when you see a person just hanging what's probably on wires Normally it just it it always looks a little bit goofy right because it doesn't seem real but because Jim Carrey is doing this weird, goofy, purposely hanging from these electricity. You know, like it works so perfectly that it feels a hundred percent real and authentic. And I just loved everything that was happening inside of that giant mech. <laughs> and,
0: and and it's funny because between Jim Carrey and Sonic in that moment, both of them have powers that hypothetically are almost infinitely strong, but. The rules are unclear, so we believe anything. Yeah. Like, you know, I've I've complained about Sonic. How fast can he go? Can he outrun a car? Can he outrun a Knuckles? You know, what can he do and what can't he do? Um, Dr. Robotnik is all-powerful in yeah. that moment. He is not even Magneto. Like, he has the one of the marvel stones right like he can like do anything i
1: mean in theory
0: what he does is builds a machine and then the machine has the same failure points as any other machine would yeah
1: yeah. but that's the thing is like he he is essentially a a green lantern sort of character where if he can imagine it he can manifest it and then use that to whatever he wants to do but he's so obsessed with robots um that he wants to be in this giant robot mech because that seems like the most powerful thing he can think of and i love too that like Mm he if he's trying to smash somebody he's not just gonna like go over and smash them like a like a kaiju would he is gonna do this like like this trot over (laughs) to get closer and closer it's it's like the goofy version of like a bond villain spending all the time telling what they're gonna do to give the hero enough
0: time to (laughs) to escape well exactly hypothetically with his power he can Thanos snap, right? Hypothetically, he could just, like, look at James Marsden and have him explode or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't because it's a kid's movie. Uh, anyway, I <laughs> I, th- I thought it was silly. I thought it was fun. And I don't want to get spoilery, not that spoilers really matter, but I didn't know Super Saiyans were a part of the,
1: the <laughs> Dude, Sonic mythology. It, it has to be a purposeful homage, right? Like, there's yeah. no way, like, somebody didn't say, like, huh, huh, I mean... His hair is basically like super saiyan, right? Like they just, just full. Because on... I
0: don't remember the video game having this equivalent. I'm, I'm sure it did. I'm sure there's like a star or the equivalent of in like, you know, Nintendo games the invincibility thing that you get. But I don't recall that look and feel. That felt very, very, very much Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, to me. it was a
1: hundred percent Dragon Ball Z. Um,
0: and I was there for it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I will also say I. I enjoyed the end of the first movie, Um, spoilers, I guess, for Sonic 1, if anybody is really worried about it, Um, sees Dr. Robotnik getting banished to the mushroom planet. He's being thrown through a ring and then the ring is taken away. So he is in like the outermost edges of the galaxy. This movie opens with us seeing how does he get back? First of all, his mustache is even bigger and I love it. Oh,
1: yeah, it's great. (laughs)
0: Right away, I was like, "Then yes, keep getting more cartoony." I'm, I'm like, the more of a cartoon you become, the happier I am. Um, we then watch a montage of him first trying to make coffee, uh, and then finding a way to get off the planet. And I, I just enjoyed that. I, I got a little bit of a like Martian thrill or something of just seeing like a you have nothing but your wits about you. What are you gonna do, you know, to get off of this planet with nothing but mushrooms? Yeah. And I, uh, I had a good time. I, I enjoyed it.
1: That, that is another example, though, of the who is this joke for? Like, I feel like Mushroom Coffee, it, it, like like taking a mm-hmm. swipe at Mushroom Coffee feels
0: like such a yeah. strange joke in a child's film. Take that, podcast listeners. <laughs> <I> know, <seriously. laughs> no one else in the world. It just seems so funny. Uh, not, not, like,
1: not humorous, but funny to decide to even make those jokes. Um, yeah. But... But yeah, what are you going to do? So the, here, here's my question for you, Steven. Um, clearly, Dr. Robotnik can get as much as he wants. Like, he can basically accomplish all, all he wants to do with, with what seems like just a single quill from Sonic's, mm-hmm. Sonic's head. So why does he need to actually capture Sonic when he can just try to get some quills from Sonic's head and it seems like he could do what, everything that he wants to do with just that limited source of power?
0: I mean, he's vengeful. He, he's a vengeful man. Uh, Sonic wronged him, and now he needs to defeat Sonic. Uh, or also, maybe he's afraid as long as Sonic exists, he'll be able to stop him doing whatever he wants to do.
1: So speaking of being wrong or being or somebody wronging Dr. Robotnik, it is funny that like they keep having the joke about how uh, how James Marsden's character punched uh, Jim Carrey, right? Dr. Robotnik got punched. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I rewatched the trailer just now for the first film that I realized it's 100% a sucker punch and they treat it as yeah. though like James Marsden totally one-upped him and I was like, no, he was screaming and completely distracted and you took that opportunity to just frickin' clock him in the side of the head. Like, you didn't best him in a fight. You sucker punched right. him. Like, there's no honor in that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah. no honor, no honor. But hey, ACAB, man. <laughs> can't trust a cop okay
1: uh, but uh yeah any last thoughts about this film Stephen?
0: um i don't think i've ever felt so torn between loving what a movie is doing and being driven crazy about the mechanism by which the character would choose to do that as in the snowboarding scene <laughs> in this movie um very video game a lot of fun feels kind of james bondy you know everything in this movie feels like another movie yeah um i don't think sonic makes sense to do any of that given his powers and what he's running away from but i had a lot of fun with it anyway and i think that's the whole movie in a nutshell it's like i don't know why you're doing that
1: (laughs) but it was cool (laughs) that that reminds me of a thing from the first film uh you know, we, we've talked about how this is a kid's film, and you can't show like really dangerous stuff or anything so bad, I don't, I don't know if kids understand physics at all, <laughs> but if you are pushed from a skyscraper, and then somebody puts a portal on, at street level, <laughs> which goes to a portal that is now rotated 90 degrees, you mm-hmm. come out of that portal at the same speed, <laughs> at that point terminal velocity. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you still die. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, they put hay bales in the barn to 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 soften mm-hmm. their fall, but th- those, those, those they were falling fast as hell. <laughs> like, I was like, there's no way, the only way to do it would be to like, a, like we, we've all played the game portal, right? You got to throw the ring at the bottom sure. and then throw the other ring at the other side, which launches them back up. And then right at mm-hmm. the apex of when they're about to start falling again, then you throw a ring there and then they can just land on the ground. <laughs>
0: Like <laughs> God, I want to play Portal again now.
1: <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was definitely when that happened. I was like, no, they're dead. You can't just do that.
0: Yeah, but the realistic version, uh, the the dark Nolan version of the Sonic universe, where they hit the hay and then just explode. We're just not going to get to see that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, if this was Project Adam or the Adam Project, uh, we would definitely, <laughs> we would definitely see them burst into colorful mist when they came out of that second yep. portal. All right, Steven, I think it's about that time for us to get to verdicts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're going to visit, must see. with the caveat: wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or must avoid. What would you give
0: it? So even though I've been more praiseworthy about sonic 2 compared to sonic 1 my feelings are very similar i still walked out feeling very wait for rental i felt like this was fine i had a good time look i smiled it was nice it'll get the job done for kids and it has something for the parents to make them laugh but it just goes right through you like like i don't know it it still feels like there's something missing from this franchise for it to go to the next level to me and become a thing that i actually care about um so yeah, I'm I'm a rental. I'm a stronger rental than one. I like that they're making the universe bigger. I think they have a formula now that could, they could keep using to generate further sequels. And I get how it could be fun, but I just kind of feel like there is not a lot of there there in terms of the the sentiment of kids movies, which is normally what I vibe with. This feels more like a a blank canvas to make silly things happen in a kids movie, which is entertaining to watch, but just not the kind of thing that really has me recommending a kid's movie to other people. So, solid rental. It's fine. Totally fine. I wouldn't rush out to the theater for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think it's a rush out to the theater type of film, um, but I will say that, like, the, I think the improvement is so vast compared to the first one that I feel like I either have to retroactively knock the other one down a peg, or I have to bump this one up a peg. So, yeah, I,
0: I think I liked the first more than you. So to me, they're closer yeah, yeah, um, together than for you.
1: Yeah, I, like I, I think the first one was sort of like, yeah, yeah it was whatever. Um, but I was kind of disappointed in it. And this one was like, yeah, you did all the things that I complained about before better. So I can't complain anymore. So I think for me, I'm going to give it a recommend with a caveat. Once again, I'm not saying you necessarily need to see this in theaters. You could wait for rental, but I think that this is a good step above what the first one did. And... It just is, is, has so much more to play with, um, and I appreciate what it's trying to do a little more. Um, so, yeah, that is going to be our 700th episode, um, our double review of Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
0: Uh, people can go to twitter.com slash miller or sdavidmiller.com
1: people can find me at christopherreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to subscribe to the show you can do so on overcast stitcher apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found um if you want to know the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash warning facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site Music for this episode will come from a track selected from artist.io, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. We'll be back soon with more episodes. And uh, hopefully, I know I've been saying this for the last several episodes, but hopefully a more normal release schedule <laughs> moving forward.
0: <laughs> Got to... I mean, I think you and I both now are fairly comfortable seeing things, at least at Alamo. Yeah, yeah. So maybe moving forward, there will be more of a standard like... Whatever came out that weekend we review cadence. I feel like that's doable. Yeah.
1: yeah It's definitely something we can probably do. Um so we will we will put in the effort and uh hopefully hopefully you keep enjoying these episodes. <laughs> Alright. Later. Bye.
0: Game over.